Hi, my name is Sam Burns. Welcome back to Sam Poo, Your Way to Success. I'm here with my good friend, Stephen Epstein, who is the founder of Dollar Camp. Uh, we had an opportunity to do a training with Stephen over the past two days, and one of my big realizations was that you know, in my 20s, I'd be, I, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty good salesperson. I had backyard carnivals, I would go door to door, I raised money for muscular dystrophy, sold the most hoagies out of anybody in my school. So take home became really naturally to me, particularly as a third generation hairdresser. So really early on, I sold about $3,000 a month in shampoo, and I used that as my car payment. What I learned from Steven that became aware, my the bell went off yesterday was, Shortly after that, I made my first $100,000, probably 25, 26 years old. And I was a $100,000 year hairdresser for a really long time. The problem with being a $100,000 year hairdresser in a cash-rich industry is A, I didn't maybe claim all my tips, and B, I made $100,000 and I spent $120,000 or $130,000. So I, when I opened up my salon, my credit score was horrible. I knew how to make a lot of my, I, I could make so much money, but I never had any. And my aunt used to say, you know, money goes through Sam's hands like water. And it's because I didn't have the financial foundation uh, that Stephen has presented uh, to Dollar Camp. So I'm. Taking him on as my financial coach, I have learned a lot from him over the past several years. Uh, and uh, I'm just, I'll let him talk from this point forward, but I'm just really happy to have my good friend, Stephen Epstein, founder of Dollar Camp here. So welcome. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. And um, I'm so pleased to be here today because, you know, you touch the lives of so many people in this industry and you're so well respected and you're such a great leader and mentor. So Thank I you. value our friendship very, very much. So. Let's dive in here and provide some value for, for, uh, for your listeners, your fans, your people, your tribe. So, okay, so you did, you did this a great thing, like 10 ways to be successful or 10 things to be an amazing entrepreneur or 10 things every hairdresser must know. Yep. What, was it, what, what is it, 10? Yeah, it's the 10 keys to being successful in the beauty industry. And so I'm gonna run through this sort of top 10 list starting with what's you know number 10 kind of doing a countdown to number one so the countdown begins um, the top 10 things you need to know the top 10 keys for being successful in the beauty industry is the number 10 is being organized and you know being organized is important it's something we don't think about that often um, and i like to ask people what is your what does your car look like ah. you know how messy is the inside of your car? How, what does your room look like? <laughs> you know, when you get up in the morning, do you make your bed? Do you, do you tidy up? Do you come home to a clean environment or do you get all scatterbrained because you're living in chaos? You know, so the inside of your purse, the inside of your bag, the inside of your backpack, is it organized? And not only that, but is your drawer organized where you keep all your tools? Can you find your clippers? Can you find your shears? Can you find everything you need when you need it? That's a definition of being organized. So, and, and it boils down to every aspect of life. It boils down to um, being able to find important financial documents, being able to find your tax returns, being able to find your car insurance when you get pulled over. You know, all these things are important to being financially successful and accomplishing your goals. You know, if you can't be organized and you don't have, you know, your life together on that front, it's gonna be really hard to go open up your own salon. It's gonna be really hard to, you know, um, launch a product line or, or um, 
you know, whatever it is that you want to achieve, buy a house. You know how many documents they ask you for when you go to buy a house, Sam? No, and I'm going to buy a house this year, so hundreds, how many documents hundreds. am I going to need? They want to know everything. They want to copy your social security card. They want, you know, your tax returns. They want uh, proof of this, copy of that. you got to have all this stuff organized. We live in a financial world, and so being organized is, is more important. And, and there's something that I like to say on this topic, and it's sort of like myth-busting 101. It's, you know, we're not... I wasn't born an organized person. I became an organized person because I saw the value of it and I saw how important it was. And you know, we become what we want to be. We aren't necessarily born that way. Nobody's a, a born salesman. They may be predisposed to being good at sales and right. then they cultivate and they learn and they practice. There's very, very few born salesmen in the, on the world. Right. There's, nobody's a born hairdresser. You gotta go to beauty school to learn that. You have to spend thousands of hours getting uh, licensed and trained and then even when you graduate from beauty school you don't know that much you, you're just at the beginning of your career the beginning of your technical knowledge and so you know we're not born um, knowing everything we need to know to be successful in our trade and the same goes with managing your finances the same goes with being organized the same goes with you know being a numbers person you're not born a numbers person you don't have to be good at math to be good at financial uh, literacy and financial planning here. Okay, but so here's my question. So I totally get the organized thing and I have to share with you that now much later in my career, uh, I'm more organized now than I ever have been. You know, when I talk to people that I think might be overly organized or anal retentive, you know, my question always is like, what cabinet do your coffee mugs live in and what way do they all face? And then that's how I know how organized you are kind of. Uh, but so I'm, I'm, my car is good. My finances are better now than they've ever been. You know, I, thank God I'm not as chaotic as I was in my 20s and 30s. But I did write down a note. You said something about uh, taxes, and do you know your, where your receipts are? Do you have a coaching idea for us as hairdressers of where we're supposed to keep those receipts? Because I'm good at like whatever my credit card statements. If it's yeah. on my American Express, I'm good. But sure. if it's a paper, whatever. I'm not so good with that. Yeah, there's apps that you can use that'll scan your receipts, um, and you can just keep them on your phone. And then if you ever need them, you can all print them out. I mean, the, basically, the reason you would need to keep your receipts would be if you ever get audited by the IRS. And it's only for cash. So my, I'm still good with my American Express card yeah, stuff. Sometimes the IRS is going to want to see receipts for everything if you're trying to deduct those. And like the stuff business. when I say when it says office Office Max on my American Express statement, thirty-seven dollars. Are they're going to want to see the receipt of that? Cause potentially. Potentially. Oh. Unfortunately. Okay. You can, I've been audited before. Um, my wife's going through an audit right now. There's nothing that you do to necessarily cause an audit. It just kind of happens. And if you're in business a long time, you're going to get audited. So when I got audited, um, they were fine with the credit card statement. Okay. Now they're kind of questioning some items on it. Okay. So sometimes it just depends on who, who and what is auditing you. Good, to ha good for any purchase of any size to keep receipts for everything. Just snap a picture of it, put it on your phone or whatever. Um, we got 10 things here, so we should probably keep rocking okay. and rolling. Right. Okay, what do you cool. think? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. So next um, is strong retail sales. You gotta be uh, strong with the take home, uh, with, with selling product, because if you don't, you don't control the look that right. your guest has between visits. Right. For sure. And they're gonna think that it's your fault that their hair looks crappy, and it's not. It's 
the fact that they're using stuff they bought at Walgreens or CVS or Rite Aid right. in their hair. And they're blaming you for their hair being dry. They're blaming you for their hair having split ends. They're blaming you for the effect of bad tools. So, right. so take home is a key to maintenance. Maintenance is a good maintenance and keeping your clients looking good is an important part of, of uh, client retention. Actually, you are preaching to the choir on that. I got yeah. the take home part down. Yeah. So, so just for everyone listening, just uh, make sure you know when you are selling take home and you are doing um, retail sales, be a doctor. Ooh. Be a doctor of their hair. Take the authority that a, a doctor takes when he is prescribing medication to you. Do not be shy. Do not be bashful. Be an authority. Exercise your authority. Say. This is what you need based on what I'm seeing with your hair, which is this, this, and this. And you know, if you, if you ask them, what do you not like about your hair first? And they tell you, I don't like that it's so frizzy. Then you say, well, the reason it's frizzy is because of this, this, and this. And if you use this product, your hair won't be frizzy anymore. So what I recommend you do is you buy this product, you work with it for six weeks, and when you come back in and we check out your hair and we see if we see some improvement. I think that's great. If, my, you, if you sell retail that way, you will win, win, win like crazy. I love it. My tip for uh, take home has always been just read what Paul Mitchell, whoever wrote on the back of the bottle. Like <laughs> it's really not that hard. There's a one of our shampoos says your jeans don't fade. Why should your color? I memorized that and I shared that with my guests, and they're like, "You have the best dialogue ever. Where'd you get that?" And I'm like, the, "The back of the bottle." <laughs> so anything you ever needs on the back of a bottle anywhere, just read it. That's fantastic. So good. So, um, so next on the top 10 list, so we did uh, 10 being organized, 9 uh, retail, 8 is your technical skill. Okay? Everybody puts a lot of time and energy into developing their cutting technique, their coloring technique, their chemical uh, treatments and all of that. That is, that's like the price of admission to the industry. You got to have yeah. good technical yeah. skill. I'm assuming you got good technical skill and I'm assuming you're probably really motivated to already continue to improve on that skill. So from a financial standpoint, yes, technical skill is important, but it's number eight wow. out of 10. It's not wow. number two, it's not number one, it's not number three, it's, not, it's number eight. I would have thought it was like number one. Right. And so with technical skill, you can build your technical muscle, but you need to build your financial muscle. Because how many bad $100 haircuts are there out there, Sam? Um, um, more than there should be. Right. If price were the determination of quality, if, if only good hairdressers could charge lots of money, then you would know if I pay $100 as a man for a haircut, I will get the best haircut. Yeah. If I pay $200 as a woman for a haircut, I'll, you know, I will get the most amazing haircut. You would, you would think. You would think, but that's not the way it actually works. You can pay $200 for a crappy haircut. You can pay $20 for a great haircut. That's, that's very true. I've got a so, lot of really good $20 haircuts. Right? And so my, my barber right now, she does an amazing job. She charges me 25 bucks. There you go. I tip her really well because I'm like, this is a $100 haircut. Right. So the point is, though, that your technical skill is important, but it's not as important as you think it is. It is less important than you think it is. What's more important is your financial skills and all these other things on the list that we're covering. Well, that's why I today. have you here because I thought technical was number one and clearly it's number seven. So that's why I need you in my life. That's right. So 
All right, so number seven, ability to control your finances and ability to control your spending. If you can't control your spending, it's gonna be really, really hard to be successful. Like you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if you made $100,000 and you spend 120, you're not gonna be successful. You're gonna have nothing I, I to show I was really good at it. You don't understand. <laughs> I was, it was a lot, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, but I was really good at it. Yeah. So, but you know, in, in our society, you can make $50,000 a year and be broke. You can make $100,000 a year and be broke. You can make $200,000 a year and be broke. You can make a million dollars a year and be broke. People do it. I mean, it's insane, but people do spend more money than they make at every income level. So having the ability to control your finances is, de is definitely at the top of the list here. And it comes in at number seven on the top 10 most important things. Okay, but I, w when I watched your seminar yesterday, uh, you said there are apps. So, you know, m on behalf of my people, mm -hmm. we are not, I don't know, I mean, some I guess are pretty good at spending money, but, or saving money, but no one I ever employed, maybe because I was a bad example. <laughs> uh, you know, we do spend too much money on clothes, too much money on food, whatever. So, you had suggested we there's apps we could use, there, uh, Somebody said they use the envelope method, mm -hmm. but what is your favorite, if you could give three apps or two apps that you feel every hairdresser should use to really start their budget today, if that is not their strong muscle, sure. what would it be? I, I would say mint.com, a mint app, M-I-N-T, like what you put in T, mint T. Um, you, that's a great app. Your bank app, I mean, everyone pretty much uses their, their yeah. bank app yeah. to see how much money they have in their bank account. Some banks like Bank of America and Wells Fargo have budgeting tools that are oh, yeah. part of the app itself, kind of giving you more and more tools to kind of help you manage all your money in one place. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many good ones. Um, I think Credit Karma is a super important uh, app. Yeah. I'm on Credit Karma. So that you can continue to monitor your credit score and see what decisions you're making. So, you know, there's a lot of really great apps. I would just go, um, you know, do a search for best financial apps, best budgeting apps and kind of find one that, that suits your personality and that you like. I don't think there's any you know, necessarily bad system out there as long as you're using okay. something. And there is more now available in technology than there ever was before. So totally. we should all take advantage and of it. And we all have our phone with us at all times. So there's, for sure. So there's no excuse for like not being able to do it because like, oh, I don't have my computer with for me. Sure. Or for sure, for sure. So, okay, great. So, so, so 10 is being organized, right? I'm running through the list here again. Nine is strong retail. Eight right. is technical skill. Seven is ability to control your income, and six is having a good credit score. Ooh, yeah. Kind of goes without saying, everybody knows what a credit score is for the most part. Not everybody knows what goes into your credit score, how it works. That's a subject of a two-hour workshop. You can come back and yeah. do a two-hour workshop. I'm happy to have <laughs> so you come back for a two-hour workshop. Let's do that, let's plan that, but suffice to say, you should have, you should be aiming for a 720 credit score. Ooh. Okay. And that is the goal. And once you get there, then aim aim higher by okay, all means. Okay, so wait, 720. That's on, on, on behalf of everyone, it should be 720. What, what if you're at 610 right now? So then we just got to go back to 10, 9, 8. You got to just start doing some research online. Tips for building your credit score. I mean, you, there's secured credit cards out there where you pay, pay the money down and they give you a credit card against the money that you put down, which is kind of like, it sounds really stupid because you're not really getting any credit at right, all. Right, right. But they, they do establish credit history okay. for you. It's a way to build up credit if you don't have credit. So you can Google uh, secured credit cards. You can 
get a family member to add you as an authorized okay. user to one of their credit. There's a hundred strategies look, look, I, for- I'm not done with you, so you will, <laughs> I am absolutely bringing okay. you back for your other 10 list, so we will- That's great, but, but anyway, the, yeah, exactly. The point is that number six is making sure you have a good credit score. Okay. So All right, I got it. 720, with, that's my Without goal. a good credit score, you can't open up your own salon, you can't buy your own house, you can't lease a hot, I get ca it. hot car, you can't do any of that stuff. Right. So. All right, so number five on the top 10 sort of keys to financial success, keys to making it big in the beauty industry is financial knowledge. Number five, financial knowledge. So that's pretty broad, right? Financial right. knowledge sort of my way of cheating and putting like a bunch more topics on my top you mean 10 like, list. like who's on the $100 bill? Is like that what you wanna know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no. Um, what we wanna know with financial knowledge is insurance. Oh. You know, things like how do you put a budget together? What are the best apps to use? How does, reti how does retirement work? How do you file your taxes? What do you need to do to get your taxes together? What kinds of insurance are you gonna to have to have to protect yourself? You know, these are all financial questions that, you know, traditionally a financial planner would help you with, but that most people can't afford or don't have the money to justify a financial planner. So they have to be their own financial planner. Right. They have to learn that, you know, themselves. So, so that's really important. Um, strong financial knowledge, that just requires discipline of going out and just taking the time and trying to learn about these things. It's not the sexiest topic. Oh, well, this is my second note. So on our second podcast, I now need another 25 minutes with you on how we can budget all the important documents we should have and so forth. Cause you know, I, yeah. got, I got your number now. So yeah. now I'm just gonna call You've you. You've always again. had my number. And you can, so yeah. you can help all you of us. You can call me anytime. Um, no, I'd love to do this. This is, this is really fun. I love sharing this stuff because it's simple. It's all very simple. I think it's really simple for you. No, I don't think it's really simple. On behalf of my people, but I it's don't not know. easy. What I was going to say is it's not okay. easy. No, it's, it's not simple, easy. simple, but it's not easy. To How do. do you turn down the $125 super sweet Armani black shirt? You know, when you when you're when you're in the look good industry, like that's that's the thing I want you to help me out with with our next seminar. Like so, how you budget so that's that, that actually is going to be covered here in having clear goals. Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about that in one second. Okay. But next on this list is strong promotional skills. And you, Sam, are a great promoter. You have lots of followers. You have lots of people. It, it, you know, if I were a hairdresser in this industry, again, I'm not a hairdresser, I'm a finance guy. So if I was a hairdresser, I would be promoting like crazy on social media. Yeah. You know, I would be showing before and after pictures of every haircut I do. I would be handing out business cards at the supermarket. I'd be handing out business cards at the gas station. I'd be you know, doing all these things, going to the mall and you know, t telling people how much you love their hair and giving them your business card or whatever, right? Um, there's so many ways to promote yourself um, that you know, with all the tools we have in social media these days, and it, so, so much of it costs nothing. Right. right? It just takes time and discipline of doing it every day. So I would say find somebody who's really good at promotion and start copying them. Watch okay. what they do and do something similar. Make it your own, put your own creative stamp on it so you're not copying or biting them. But you know, find somebody, a mentor, who's good at promotion and just watch what they do and say, oh, cool, that, that's cool, I can do that. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So, so next, so that's basically um, number, number four, right? Strong promotional skills. So going back to the list, 10 is being organized, nine is retail, eight is technical skills, seven is ability to control your spending, six is a good credit score, five is financial knowledge, four is strong promotional skills. If you have all these other things and you have no ability to promote in a strong way, you're not gonna have a full book. For you, sure. Your chair is gonna be empty. For it sure. doesn't matter how good you are at managing your money, you ain't gonna have any money for to sure. manage. For sure, Right, so promotion, a busy book, a busy schedule, making $120,000 a year, $100,000 a year as a hairdresser can make up for a lot of bad financial habits, right? Yeah, no, no, for sure. But if you ha make that kind of money and you have good financial habits, right. now you're gonna crush right. it. That's what I wish I would have known 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, so, okay, onward. So number three is clear goals. And so Sam asked, you know, you asked, well, how do you turn down a, a beautiful, you know, Armani shirt, or you turn down uh, the shoes that you really like? You know, you're 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 in Italy with your friends, right? And and right. you know, you're there's all these beautiful belts that you can buy. Those are the voices in my head. And they're only Stephen. they're only sixty dollars instead right. of two hundred in the right. United States. So right, you, you have to get. So you have them. to buy ten, right? right. You have to spend you like six hundred dollars. You have to. Right. Well. Here's how you do it. Here's how you gain control over your finances. Here's how you gain control over your destiny. You set clear goals for yourself. You set clear goals for what you really want. Because you know what the sad, sad, pathetic truth is? What? Some people spend money on stuff they shouldn't because there really truly isn't anything in the world that they want more. There's a handbag, they see it, and you know what? There actually isn't anything in life. Uh, look, I that get they that. Want more. Sometimes I have been that that guy. Sometimes I've been that guy for a moment. Sometimes I've been that guy for a year. Mm -hmm. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. It's the immediate satisfaction thing. And you and you're gonna look so good and it's shiny and pretty it's and true. that new car smell's never gonna wear off until a week later when the new car smell wears off. <laughs> exactly. So so basically, you know. If you want more willpower, you want, you know, willpower and discipline can be created. And it's created from having goals. Because if there's something that you want more than that, than that purse, more than those shoes, more than that, than, than that car, more than that nice dinner out that's gonna cost you, you know, 100 bucks or however much it's gonna cost you, you have to have something that you want more. Because why would you sacrifice if you don't have something to sacrifice that's true. I get that. You know what I mean? We don't just sacrifice, give up pleasures for the purpose of being financially responsible. Right. That's a stupid reason to do anything. Right. Being financially responsible is a, is a means to an end. It's a way to get where you want to go. In, of, in and of itself, being financially responsible is, is, is meaningless. Right. It doesn't have any value. It only has value because it helps you achieve your goals. So. That, my friend, is the number one secret for generating willpower. It's generating discipline, generating control over your finances, having big goals that you're really excited about where if you have to say no to something, it doesn't feel like a huge sacrifice because there's something you want better and bigger, like a vacation or a home or a new, a new car or your own salon or savings or right. whatever, right? I got I got a home in my future and I got a retirement home in my future. So I beautiful. I got that plan. Awesome. And so, um, are we okay on time? Yeah. Okay, great. So so 
the number two thing that's super important is being surrounded by the right people. Amen. Okay, that's number two. For sure, for and, sure. And in the class that we just did here, you know, in, 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 in these presentations that I give, the, the best thing I can tell people is it doesn't matter if you have five positive people around you. It doesn't matter if you have 10 positive people around you. You have one poisonous person around you, mm -hmm. you may as well have mm. nobody good around mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So it's hard to identify sometimes the people who are not wanting you to win in life. It's hard sometimes to spot the people who don't want you to succeed. It's hard sometimes to identify the people who are not clapping when you're winning. Ooh, it's hard good. sometimes to see the people who are actually celebrating when you're not doing well. Mm. They feel better about themselves because you, because well, now it's giving them an excuse of why they failed. See, they're happy to see you fail because they failed and they've given up on their dreams. Wow. Right? Yeah. So having even one of these people in your life is like sleeping in a room with a, with a, a tarantula. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. It's like just a matter of time yeah. before you're going to get poison. bit. poison. Are you, are you going to get bit? Yeah, I get it. You know? I get so, it. So you got to get rid of these people. And, you know, the, the sad, difficult part is this could be a parent. Mm. It could be a sibling. Could be your brother, your sister, could be your husband, your wife, could be your partner, could be, you know, a friend you've had since the third grade, a client you've been doing for a twenty client. years, yeah, who who always makes little comments, right, but keeps coming back to you, but still makes those little comments, right, because you need that money, yeah. So that is brilliant, Sam. You have to, you really have to look at everybody in your life, including your clients. If you, if you don't have the luxury of being able to choose who you work for, mm -hmm. you're a prisoner and a slave. No, I get it. And it just means you're not promoting enough. That's all it means. It doesn't right. mean you're a bad hairdresser because you need the money. Right. It just means you better get more promotion going so you can fire this client and that client and this right. client because you don't want to work with everybody, right? Well, like, you know, I, I shared this story, I share this story almost everywhere I go and my sister's gonna kill me for saying it again, but, you know, I started doing my sister's hair when she was nine. And, uh, and then I fired her officially as a client when she was around 25, 26, because maybe it's because I'm her brother, maybe it's because her dad was also a hairdresser, but I felt personally that my sister didn't like any haircut I ever gave her. And my deodorant would give out on a Monday when I knew she was coming in on a Thursday. Like I was, I just, it just freaked me out. I was so uncomfortable when I had to do her hair. So finally, you know, she has dark hair, she wants to be blonde, I can't use ash, but her hair can't be warm. There were all kinds of rules and regulations. And finally, I had to say to her, you know, I, I am firing you as a client. Like, I, you know, you make my, I love you as a person, you're my favorite, and she is, she's my best friend, always has been, but I hated her as a client. And, you know, it was a free, per, free haircut I had to do, or free color I had to do, she never liked anything, and she just really ruined my whole week. Because I wanted to please her so much. Right. And you know, her loving everything I did was more important to me than anything, and I just couldn't reach that expectation. And then she also talked to me like her brother, and not like she was another hairdresser. So it just didn't connect well. Right. So so now so now you have not only like actual bad people we need to get rid of, but you could also be just wrong fit, bad yes, fit. Right. Right. So so your sister's a great person, a, but amazing it, person. In that role, she's not a good fit right. for a client. Right. So so those are. Those are real related topics that are very important, but you know, just get rid of the poisonous people, get rid of anybody who causes that effect 
in that area of your life. And you said something really great today that I loved about a list that we should do yeah. like every couple of months. Yeah, every three or four months you should write down a list and on one column you put all the people who give to you, who contribute to your life, who enhance your happiness. And then the other column is reserved for all the people who take, all the people who drain you, where you, after you talk to them or help them through a crisis on the, you know, their fifth crisis uh, this month, Right. You know, you, you have to give all your time and energy. You feel exhausted. Right. You feel drained. Right. Your whole week is ruined because uh, of how they made you feel or how you feel. Right. So anybody who, again, you got to use your judgment because this is a, tr a tricky, tricky subject. No, for sure. But you have to do an inventory of your life, see who contributes to you and who, who takes from you and who hurts you and harms you, and. You may say, well, Stephen, that's heartless. That's ruthless to go through and just cut anybody who doesn't contribute to your, mm -hmm. your happiness and your, don't you owe it to your, to your cousin to be there for right, her because right, she's your right. cousin? Don't you owe it to your mom to go visit her every right. week? Right. Even though she asks you, why are you still doing hair? Right. You should have done something different. Right. You don't owe anybody anything in this life. You owe yourself your own happiness and you have to be a good person and a kind person, but beyond that, you don't owe anybody anything. I love it. It's the only life you're ever going to have. It's not a dress rehearsal. So, it. so number ten, being organized. Number nine, strong retail. Number eight, technical skill. Number seven, ability to control your finances. Number six, good credit score. Number five, financial knowledge. Number four, strong promotional skills. Number three, clear goals. Number two, having the right people around you, like we're talking about here. And awesome. the number one Wait, thing, I'm, I'm dying to know. Wait, I'm dying to know what number one is going to be. This one's going to be a letdown. Why? It's, I've been waiting for 25 minutes for you to tell me. Because it's, it's, it's so obvious. What, it's, I, I, I did the skills. I did the goals. I did the budget. It, I don't know. What, what, what is number one? Hard work. <laughs> oh, man, I thought it was going to be like have great hair. Yeah, have a great personality. Right, be should, charming. Shouldn't that be number be one? Be a celebrity. Come on, man. Shouldn't be that be a number good one? person. Yes. Be good looking. Right. Have great clothes. Yes. You know why is that not on your? What list? are the? You know those shoes, Milano Blanco shoes, right? right. What are they? Uh, I don't know. Manana, don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Expensive. <laughs> red red sole shoes. Yeah, red right. sole shoes. Right? That's not it. It's hard work. And, and, you know, there's no, I've not met a successful person who didn't get to be successful uh, outside of some coincidence or accident, um, you know, inheritance right. or something like that. No, for sure. That's actually successful that didn't put in the hard work and the time to learn their skills, yes. learn their craft, and learn every single thing on this list, you know. Because any successful person who has real wealth, who has financial stability, they're going to know a thing or two about finances. They're going to know a thing or two about promoting themselves and getting paid for their skills. Right. They're going to know a thing or two about, you know, having clear goals and 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 managing their money around that towards those goals. And they're going to they're going to know and they're going to have the right people around them. So, you know, it's really success is not a mystery. It's a science. It's not some people get lucky and some people have it and some people are born with this magic gift and they're going to be successful. Anybody can be successful. Anybody can do all 10 of these things and create a rich life for themselves in all their relationships that they have. 
So, you know, when I talk about success, I talk about your personal relationships, I talk about your health, I talk about your fitness, okay? Talk about everything that you would consider to be part of a successful life. But all 10 of these things will apply to, to that, having a rich, complete, full, full life. Well, I think, uh, I don't know whether you guys heard this in the background or not, but we, you know, we've had the opportunity to spend the morning with you and uh, the training that we're doing at Dollar Camp here at uh, the Paul Mitchell School of Houston and all five of John Kansky's schools. Uh, and we'll also be sharing with our Learning Leader Academy here in Houston as well. And you really inspired all of our learning leaders. So they're having a little birthday party outside the door. <laughs> I don't know whether you heard it or not, but they're... They're excited and I'm excited that you're part of our success journey and I'm excited that we get to share your brilliant coaching with not only the, the teachers at the Learning Leader Academy, with fellow future professionals, or with, with, with fellow professionals, with our future professionals, uh, but you really have created such a great blueprint for all of us to be on a healthier financial success and and I would love for you to come back anytime you want when you got it if you have another 10 list or you got a three list or <laughs> you just have an idea because uh, we all need help everybody needs a coach somewhere that's right uh, you know whether it's your fitness coach or whether it is you know you know a spiritual coach whether you know whatever it is we all need a coach and I'm happy that you're our coach how do we if we want to reach out to you how do we reach out to you or yeah I mean the be the best thing to do uh, you know, honestly, is you can go to dollarcamp.com and there's okay. some information there. Uh, you can you can go to um, the hairdresserblueprint.com, just hairdresserblueprint.com. We created a, a training with Kelly Cardenas, who does a lot of work with Dollar I Camp. I love Kelly. Yeah, so, um, you know, follow Kelly on Instagram because we do some stuff with him. Um, and, you know, check out, the hair, check out hairdresserblueprint.com because there's some great training on there. So hairdresserblueprint.com, is that what I saw this morning of all those awesome videos? Yep. And they're really short. They're like, I could take them as a hairdresser. I could watch them in between a client. Or they're like five minutes. Some are three minutes. Some are nine. Yeah. And it takes me through. One of them said $100,000 math, which I love. Yeah. One of them said, something. what was your favorite one? Don't be a drug dealer. Don't be a drug dealer. Okay, so wait. What does that mean? Don't be a drug Don't dealer? Don't be a drug dealer. Don't work in all cash and store cash under your mattress and not declare any of it. Ooh, ooh, I love that. So we also have a, um, you, you guys know Hattori Hanzo, of course. Um, yeah. We created a coaching program, a one-on-one -on -one really high-end coaching program uh, with, with Hanzo. They asked us to develop it for them. So if you go to hanzocoaching.com, um, there's a one-on-one -on -one coaching program that we are delivering to hairdressers. Awesome. So yeah. Thanks for having me, Sam. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Appreciate I'm so honored that you're in my life and I'm so honored that we get to share your expertise and uh, you can come back anytime. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Okay. All right, bye-bye.